Sit in Friends in the Morning, 77 WABC. I cannot prove what I'm about to say, but I believe one of the reasons why Hamas struck when they did was they knew that I was working very closely with <laughs> the Saudis Liar. and others in the region Liar. to bring peace to the region by having recognition of Israel and Israel's right to exist. That Biden said that he just flat out lies. He doesn't care. The attacks, he has no proof because I have no proof. But I believe the attacks happened on October 7th because Hamas, they were getting nervous that I was about to ensure peace with Israel in the Middle East. What? This guy's been in bed with Iran for 10 years. The only president that can boast that is my friend Donald J. Trump with the Abraham Accords. That is one of the biggest and most disgusting lies I've ever heard. And trust me, no one else is going to play that today. Nobody. Maybe Greg Kelly, because i got to give Greg credit. He actually does play a lot of the stuff that I play because he's all over it. So maybe Greg. Otherwise, you're not going to hear that. I mean, Rich Lowry, editor of the National Review, one of my dear friends in this business, happy Thanksgiving, did you, do you believe that he actually said that? That's a that's a blatant lie. No. Happy thanks. Happy Thanksgiving, Sid. By the way, your Rangers are the only team that haven't let down New York yet. That's right. <laughs> to, hang, to hang a seven on the Bruins. Yeah, yeah. Impressive. They're playing great. I mean, they lost once in the last like thirteen games, but um, that's early. But uh, they look very very exciting. They are the. In my opinion, the closest New York team to a championship, the Rangers. But um, on a serious note, Biden, what he said there, that basically Hamas attacked October the 7th because they were getting nervous that Biden was about to restore peace to Israel and the Middle East. Is he kidding me? Well, uh, the, the self-valorization aside and the fact, as you point out, this, was, this, this whole breakthrough was um – uh, started by Donald Trump rejecting the, the conventional narratives and frameworks um, about the Middle East and ignoring the Palestinian thing and instead saying we can we can make these uh, uh, work these Gulf states and get them to recognize Israel. I do think it was part of the motivation of Hamas. They they don't want that. They the everyone that recognizes Israel in the Middle East it's a blow to Hamas's ultimate goal of destroying Israel. And the first the first step is delegitimizing it. So I do think that was part of the motivation. But, you know, that that they're worried about Biden, you know, and his diplomatic skills and that this guy's uh, like Henry Kissinger and, and working the Middle East. No, of course, that's ridiculous. right. I mean, that's what he, he's trying to take credit for it. I, of course, they're doing it to delegitimize Israel and all those things you just said. That's 100 percent true. 
But Biden is out there saying they did this because they were nervous that I was about to fix everything. What? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, come on. What is uh, What are your thoughts as we get set for day four of the hostage swaps? Almost didn't happen day two on Saturday, but it did. Now it's day four. The Israelis, I guess, are not. Uh, they don't like the list of folks coming back. The Palestinians feel the same way. By the way, I'm yet to see any of these really young, attractive teenage girls that I'm sure have been mistreated, if not raped, yeah. 10, 20 times yeah. a day. When they get back and they tell the harrowing stories, I mean, they're sending home little kids and old people and folks haven't been through the horrors that Mia Shem has been through. So when they get back, all bets are going to be off. Trust me, if they get back, because they're going to tell the real story. But uh, getting ready for day four, do you think this goes down as scheduled and there'll be more truces along the way? I think it probably will. You know, it's easy to fall into this, this trap of, oh, there, there are two sides making a deal. But one side is, is composed entirely of ghouls, right, <laughs> who are taking yeah. innocent hostages exactly for this sort of leverage to um, forge a pause in the fighting so they can dig in better and um, – Reload. They want to reload. They, 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 they actually have people replacing the guys that got killed to get more weaponry. And there are folks around this country that are saying, hey, man, you got to give Hamas credit. Really? Yeah. Uh, and it's a terrible choice Israel has, right? But they, they care about people. They care about civilians. You know, there have been these, these marches of the families, of the hostages. And just faced with the choice, you know, you, 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 you got to do it. So... Uh, I think Hamas will continue to play this card. But the thing is, if they if they kind of dribble them out at the current pace, you know, the pause could last a year. And what they're banking on is that the pause extends and then international pressure on Israel is not to start again. And it's going to be harder to start again, but I'm I'm confident Israel will because it, it, it knows it can't it can't let these these folks survive to do this again. Even after this hostage swap, if it happens today, does happen. There will still be more than 150 hostages yeah. not home. And obviously saw this story today. I know CNN had it this morning. According to them, there are 40-plus hostages, 40-plus, not even with Hamas. They have yeah. no idea where yeah, these people are. The complicating factor is, is Hamas doesn't have control over all these people. Islamic Jihad has control. Apparently individual families have control of hostages, and Hamas doesn't even know where, all it, where they all are. So it's one thing to get women and children back. You want them back. But then getting the guys back is going to be uh, much harder. So eventually Israel is probably going to have to decide they're, they're not coming back, and we just got to go and continue this operation to crush uh, these bastards. So what do you think, uh, President Trump? He, um, I know he's got a whole bunch of work to do the next couple of weeks, and we're getting closer and closer. We did this uh, every week when Bernard was alive, God rest his soul, Biden and Trump. I would ask you every Monday morning, who wins if the election was today? And you remain very, very steadfast. You never changed your mind from Joe Biden. And as it turns out, of course, you were right. He won, I guess. Uh, and here you've, um, well, I don't know. I, 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 I kind of feel like, you're not sure. You've been saying Trump the last couple of weeks. I think now more than ever, Trump gets to win. What are your thoughts this morning? Yeah, I kind of, I kind of assume he's going to win. I think analytic—it's just sort of a feeling. Analytically, I think it's a fifty-fifty proposition. But I was just struck again. We we talked about this, I think, a couple of weeks ago at the Iowa Iowa State game. But you had this Clemson South Carolina matchup, and Trump goes down on the field. And politicians are not greeted kindly by sports fans, right? They're not greeted kindly by 
football fans is either ignore them or you boo them, right? That's the routine. And this guy is just, he's treated like a conquering hero. You know, it's like he's won a major war or there, there's been a terror attack that he's, that he's handled uh, adroitly, you know, the way Rudy did in 2001. You know, the, uh, all of us who are baseball fans, that was just part of the fabric of the game there for a while. Every time the, the, camera in the stadium would pander Rudy, everyone would applaud. And that's just, that's unheard of. You know, it's, it's really exceptional. And just, he's, he's yep. greeted with chants yep. of USA and we want yep. Trump and they're selling Trump signs at the stadium. It's just hard to uh, uh, manufacture. It's impossible to manufacture that kind of enthusiasm and almost basically impossible to match it. No, it, it's problem, genuine. You know, Nikki Haley or Ron. No, DeSantis stop have, it. Stop. You know? Nikki Haley would show up to get a smattering of applause. Stop. They went yeah. nuts. The whole crowd. Clemson wins again. And let me remind you that a couple of years ago, he went to another big game, I believe LSU in Georgia, and received the same ovation. Let me also remind you that when Jill Biden showed up at the Philadelphia Eagle game earlier this year, she was received with a smattering of boos. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? Like Kathy Hochul at Madison Square Garden. So Trump continues. Uh, yeah. You're right. He goes out there. People I, love him. I will, I will say that the, the SEC is probably Trump's strongest conference. Yes. But, the, the, he, yeah. but he, he also got this kind of reception, Iowa, Iowa State. And this is in the, the primaries. I mean, if, if you want to talk about them being competitive all, which I know you, you don't want to do, but, but just the combination of being strong in the Northeast and the South is almost unheard of, right? Yeah. He's going to crush if, the, if it's still going, you know, which it may, very well may not be. You know, in New York and Connecticut, he's just going to crush crush whoever he's running against. And then also he's really strong in the South. And usually you've got to choose one or the other, and he's got both, which is another reason that he's so dominant. You know, uh, when you see the reception Trump gets at these games, and as you just mentioned just this weekend, Clemson, South Carolina, Michigan got that huge win over Ohio State on Saturday. It's now three straight years that the Wolverines have defeated Ryan Day and the Buckeyes. Sorry, Ohio State, but now Michigan takes on Iowa in the Big Ten Championship on Saturday, and we keep hearing that Michigan, Joe Biden's in trouble because there's a lot of Arabs in that Mm -hmm. state, Mm -hmm. and uh, we know that right now he is not their cup of tea. Maybe Biden... What looks like he did with other cases, should follow Trump's suit here and go to Michigan, Iowa this weekend. What do you think? <laughs> Totter t- t- out onto the field. Yeah. Don't, need to cart him off. Don't need to cart him off the field, Sid. <laughs> Probably not. You're right. It's not going to happen. You should so. have a cart following him everywhere, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> I He's take down. It. The president's down. <laughs> Injury timeout. <laughs> it looks like a knee. Yeah. The other, the other story I think that we have to talk about that continues to really be uh, disturbing are these rallies. You know, once again, these folks blocked the Manhattan Bridge, these folks. These animals blocked the Manhattan Bridge last night, which is not legal. I'm not sure why cops aren't doing more to physically yeah. manhandle these animals. And on top of that, all the schools and now there's a Queens teacher who basically yeah. is scared to death. Uh, Hillcrest and Queens. I mean, these stories continue to happen in New York, and I hear Eric Adams, the mayor, go, we're not going to tolerate that, but then I look at what they're doing, and they're not doing anything. What do you mean you're not going to tolerate it? What are you doing about it? Yeah, exactly. I'm totally with you on blocking traffic. It's a crime. It's not peaceful protest, and it's dangerous, and it creates these situations where, you know, some guy driving to the hardware store is surrounded by angry protesters banging on his windows, and then he's like, "Do, do I sit here and see whether they drag me out of the car, or do I drive through the crowd? You know, and that's dangerous. And then he drives through the crowd, and he's a white supremacist instantly, right? You know, <laughs> a, a hater. True. So you you got to stop those situations from happening by not letting them do it in the first place. And that Hillcrest situation, I heard you talking to Curtis with it earlier. I mean, that, that you have Jews 
having to hide in 21st century America. Yeah. You know, it reminded me of this, this college, I forget which one, where the students went to the library and, and these protesters banging on the door. No, that was uh, that was said, oh, you could hide in the that attic. was that was NYU. In fact, uh, right after that, the next day on a rainy Sunday morning in Cooper Union, me and Curtis Sliwa led a rally, a pro-Israel rally. Now it was raining; only about forty people showed up. But that was NYU. This is now Queens. So not just America, Rich. Forget about America. Of all places, New York. Outside yep. of Israel, there are more Jews here than anywhere. Yep. Yep. You know, uh, f- famous history and you know, some some of the immigrants. Came here late 19th, early 20th century, lived in tenements and, and, and all that. And this is what we have now when we're supposed to be more advanced. And it's the 21st century. It's shocking. It, it, the word intolerable shouldn't just be casually used. It should, be, it should mean something, you know. Right. You gotta... It should be expelled to the extent there are crimes. They should be prosecuted. And it's a sign that school is totally out of control. The Post had a piece today about a week earlier. There's a, a cops assaulted in that school. And that's just, you know, that's horrible, uh, can't, can't happen, and, and means there's, you know, zero learning happening there as well. So you're just cheering, cheering these kids out to go on the streets and, and make more trouble. You just said it, the mayor, Eric Adams, you want to prove to people like me that it, losing faith in you every day, every day, losing more and more faith. You want to prove when you say we won't tolerate it, do what uh, I've been saying all morning long, what Rich just said, walk these kids out in a perp walk. Get them out of there. Expel mm-hmm. these kids. You know, embarrass the parents. Do what you got to do, but don't tell us you're not going to tolerate it and don't do anything about it. That seems to be what New York does, and yeah. quite frankly, we're all getting sick of it. Think what would happen if they're pro-KKK kids uh, ch- chasing a black teacher, you know, that they, they, they saw at a oh. civil rights protest, oh. right? What would happen then? They'd be on the – would truly be intolerable. Right. should be the same reaction here. They'd be on the front page of the Post. They'd be arrested. You're exactly right. Rich Lowry, as always, not a good appearance, an amazing appearance. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. All we'll right. do it again next week, buddy. Thanks, Sid. Thank you. Thanks. Rich Lowry, the editor of the National Review, and he's right. If it was a KKK group chasing black kids, you would see their faces everywhere. Mayor Adams would be holding press conferences maybe two or three a day. With that low-life scumbag, Al Sharpton, standing right next to him. I had a buddy of mine who actually went to serve Turkey at the National Action Network on Thursday. I said, are you nuts? Good cause or not, that's Al Sharpton. You stay away from that guy. Oh, my God.